Okay, starting again on 7b, Gufa, uh, 10 lines down. Gufa, we've discussed the topic. Amr of Gidel, Amr of Chia, Bar Yosef, Amr Rav. Rav Gidel said in the name of Chia, Bar Yosef said in the name of Rav. You have a house that the inside of the house is not 10 tefachim high before it reaches the ceiling. But together with its ceiling, it is 10 tefachim high. So Al Gaga, if it's on top of that house, you're permitted to carry everywhere on top of that house, because since it is more than ten tfachim off the ground in the Rishus Harabim, and it has four by four width on its roof, an area of four by four tfachim, then you're permitted to carry on it because it is a complete Rishasayachan. Now, Betocha, let's say you're inside that house, in Metalton Amis, you're not permitted to carry more than four Amis. Why? Because it is not a Rishus. It since it is less than 10 tefachim high on the inside of the house, it is not an area that's considered to be Rishos HaYachad. Amr Abayi says, Let's say you dug a hole inside of it that is 4 by 4 area, on the inside of it, that in that 4 by 4 area, it is 4 tefachim by 4 tefachim area, it actually is 10 tefachim from the ground to the ceiling. Then, then you are permitted to carry everywhere inside that house, right? Even in the area that is not inside the 10 by the 10 tfachim, um height region. My time, what's the reason? It is considered to be the place that is less than 10 tfachim off the ground is considered to be the crevices of of the private domain, and the crevices of are considered to be In other words, they're considered to be nullified to the actual Rishasiyachet. The actual private domain is the area that is 4 by 4, that is 10 tfach, 4 by 4 tfachim width and 10 tfachim high. That's considered to be Rishasiyachet. If you have something that is close by and is less than 3 tfachim higher than that area, it is considered to be dragged after the actual Rishasiyachet and it takes on the same halachic status. The Itmar. How do we know this? Because we learned previously. The halacha is that crevices of Rishasiyachet are considered to be like the halachic status of Rishasiyachet. Let's say you have crevices in the public domain. What's the halachic status of the crevice? Does it, is it considered to be public domain area or is it considered not to be the public domain area? Avaya says it's considered to be the public domain. Rava says it is not considered to be like the public domain. According to you, according to you, Abaya, who says that the crevices in the public domain are considered to be like the public domain, more asks like this. Rava says, according to you, Abaya, who says that the crevices of the Rishasarabim, the area that is adjacent to Rishasarabim, that is not quite in the same status, but is nullified to it, has the same halachic status as the actual Rishasarabim, then, then if that's true, what's the deal with that which Ravdimi said in the name of Rabbi Yechanan? We learned earlier in yesterday's daf, but the one that we did an hour ago, that Ravdimi explains that the Brisa tells us what is a Carmelis? And then the fourth case is a Carmelis. So the question was, what are we coming to teach you when we say, and a Carmelis? The first three cases are also a Carmelis. So we said, it's coming to teach you a Karen Zavas Hashem the corner where the two walls of the Rosh meet, and it's not the usual place where people are walking in the regular way, but it is a Kravis of Rosh And what is the Halacha over there? It just becomes a Carmelis. It does not become a Rosh Hashem it becomes the intermediate type of domain. And the Gemara is asking now, Rav is asking to Abaya, Abaya, if you're correct that the crevices of the public domain have the same halachic status as the public domain, then why indeed does the, does the Karen Zavis, does the corner of the Rosh Hashanah only take on the status of a Karmelis, of an intermediate domain? It should take on the status of Rosh Hashanah public domain. 
where it says, Abaya would answer like this, when it comes to walking in the corner of the area where it's not normal for Rosh the flow of traffic does not go there at all. So that's not a normal way to walk. It's not a pleasant thing for it to do. So although it's going to have something, it's not going to be a regular Rosh regular private domain, it will get intermediate status. But you can't say that this literally goes after the Rosh because it's not so easy to use that in its typical fashion. However, when you talk about crevices of Rosh like nooks and crannies, in which people actually could use it for like storage and, and things of that nature, then it actually does take on the status of the Rosh Hashanah itself. That's how Baya answers this question. Tanat. Now the Gemara is going to try to bring a Raya from a Mishnah. If someone throws an item for Amas in the public domain, and it lands on a kaisel, on a wall. If he throws it and it lands more than 10 tfachim off the ground, it's as if he has thrown it in the ear and he has not violated a Shabbos prohibition. If it's lower than 10 tfachim where it actually lands on the wall, it's as if he has thrown it and landed on the ground. And if it's landed on the ground, then it is throwing something for Amos and having a hanacha, a placing it down on the ground in the public domain, in which case it would be a violation of a Shabbos carrying four Amas in the public domain. But if it lands higher than 10 Tfachim off the ground, that's Rosh Hashayach, and it will not be violation. Avinanba. The Gemara now tries to explain what's going on here. Mike is When the Gemara says it's as if it's landed on the ground, what does that mean? For Nach, it doesn't actually land on the ground. In other words, the Gemara says like this. You threw it exactly four Amas total distance. And it hit a wall after four Amas. Now, what's the nature of kinetic energy when an item that you're throwing hits a wall, it's going to bounce off of that wall. It will not land exactly four amas away from you will end up landing closer than four amas to you, which means that the hanacha, the placing it down, will be less than four amas away from you. We said earlier that when it comes to carrying four amas in the public domain, unless you actually carry four amas, it's not a problem. It's not going to be a violation of a Shabbos, uh, on a biblical level, of a Shabbos violation. So what's the case over here? It says, We're talking about a fat pig. It's a, a, fat, a fat fig, I'm sorry. So you're talking about a fat fig, since it's a fat, sticky, full of juice fig, so it actually is going to stick to the side of the wall. So you threw it for, for Amos, and it landed literally on the side of the wall. Now, now we're going to flesh out our question on Abaya. So Abaya said earlier that the crevices of the public domain are considered to have the same halachic status as the public domain. So why do you have to talk about a case where you threw a fat fig and it landed on the wall and stuck to the side of the wall to say that that's a case where you threw it less than 10 tfachim off the ground and you will be in violation of the prohibition of throwing something for Amos and Rosh Hashanah when it landed on the side of the wall. If you say that the crevices of the public domain are, have the same halachic status as the public domain, why does Rabbi Yechon have to talk about a case where he threw a fat fig? Rabbi Yechonon is one of the first, sorry, Rabbi Yechonon is one of the second generation Amorayim First, in between the first and second generation of Marayim. Abayah is far later than that. If Rabbi Yechonon had to explain that we're talking about a case of a fat fig, what is Abayah going to do with that? According to Abayah, don't talk about a case of a fat fig. Talk about a case, look more swar, the chafetz. Talk about a case where there's a pebble or some sort of object. Udinach Bachur, how did it land without bansin? It landed in a, like a little crevice in the wall. The, whole, whole, the wall had a little bit of a hole in it, and it landed in that little hole. Since the little hole is very small, it's not going to have the lachic status of the of a Carmelis, because it's not four by four area. But since it landed in the wall, it will be four Amas away from you, which will be a violation of throwing something four Amas in the public domain. Zivn and Mashani La. So sometimes Abaya would answer question one way. He would say, Shani Sometimes he would say, it's not realistic to talk about a case where you threw a pebble and it happened to land in the tiny little crevice in the wall. So the reason why we don't want to talk about a case of a pebble is because if we talk about a pebble, it's going to realistically end up bouncing. So that's not a realistic case. We'd rather talk about a case of a fat fake. 
Sometimes you would answer a time out of case where the where the wall did not have any crevices, did not have any holes in it. Why? How do we know? Mimai, how do you know? Midiktani from the fact that we learned in the beginning part of that halacha, Zarak if you throw it higher than ten tfachim off the ground, then it lands higher than ten tfachim off the ground, Kazarik Ba'avar says if it's landed in the ear and you are exempt. If it's not a case where the kaisel actually has a, a crevice in it, why is it like it's just landing in the aver, in the ear? It landed in the chur, it landed in the crevice. Maybe you'll tell me, oh, the reason why we call it it's as if it landed in the ear and you're exempt is because the area in which it landed is less than 4 by 4 Since the area in which it landed is less than 4 by 4 it's not considered like it had a real hanacha in a real landing or placing down in a private domain because it didn't land on something that's less than 4 by 4 So, the problem with that is, Vahamar of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav Chia, Zarak Tfachim, if you throw something higher than 10 Tfachim off the ground, Vahalcha Vanacha Bechor Kalshu, and it landed in a little opening, Banu Lamachlekes Rameyer Rabbanon. This is dependent on the Machlekes Rameyer and the Rabbanon. What's the Machlekes Rameyer and Rabbanon? The Rameyer Savachlek in Lahashlem, Rabbanon Savachlek in Lahashlem. So it's Machlekes Rameyer and the Chachamim in Mesechlis Erevin. Mesechlis Erevin is talking for the purposes of putting up a mezuzah. So to put up a mezuzah, you have to have a 10 Tfach tall doorway that is four tfachim wide. So now, halacha is like this. Let's say you have a 10 tafach tall doorway, but it's not four tfachim tall the entire way up because basically the outer part of the frame is let's say eight tfachim wide, but the interior part where it's actually open, right, the hollow part of the frame it's open for people to walk through is less than four tfachim wide. But mayor says, we know what we do. We look at it as if it has, as if we've carved out into the space of where there's extra space, and we look at it as if it's four, 10 by 4 all the way up. The Chavim say, no, we don't do that. We don't look at it. We don't make believe it's carved out. And therefore, since it's not carved out, you cannot actually, according to the Chavim, you don't put a mezuzah up because it's not 10 by 4. So Rameyer, who says that we carve out the space, would say like this, you know why you can't talk about a case where you threw the pebble and it landed in a little crevice, and that should really be Rosh Hashanah Since Rameyer says, that we look at it as if you carve out the area, he would say, and even in a little crevice, you carve out the area. Instead of just saying this is a little crevice with a pebble in it, we would say this is a crevice that's four by four tfachim with a pebble in it. And since it's a crevice that's four by four tfachim with a pebble in it, that would be landing in the in the private domain because it's four by four. And therefore, that would not be the equivalent of just landing in the ear. So that's why we couldn't talk about that case. We had to talk about a case where you threw a fat fig and it landed attached to the wall. Since it landed attached to the wall, it's not going to be nach. It's not going to be landing in the private domain. It will not be an issue. And that's why you have to explain that the Mishnah is talking about a case where the Kaisal, the wall, did not have any crevices at all. That is the second answer. Okay. Gufa. Let's discuss this at greater length. Amr of Chizda. Rav Chizda says like this. Let's say you plant a, you stick down a big pole in the private domain. When you throw something and it lands on top of the pole. Even if it lands on something that is more than 100 amas tall, you're liable to bring a carbon for having thrown something from the public domain to the private domain. As we said earlier, the private domain goes up straight to the heavens. So once the item gets higher than 10 tefachim off the ground, it is a private domain no matter how high up it goes. Let's say that this opinion of Rebbe must be like the opinion of Rebbe that we stated earlier. Why? The Tanya, we learned in a Bryce earlier. If you throw something in a lands on a ziz, like a little um, something protruding out of a, of a wall. So, 
the halacha was kol shkain rabbi mechayev chama paitrim. Rabbi says that you're liable to 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 bring a carbon for throwing something that's landing on a very small area that's less than four by four. And the chama say you're not. What we're trying to bring out from here is that Rav Chizda's opinion must be like the opinion of Rabbi, who says that you do not require that when you're throwing something or when you're putting something down in terms of fulfilling the obligation of having a hanacha, of a placing down in a significant area, which we said earlier has to be 4 by 4 Rebbe disagrees. Rebbe says it does not need to be placed down in an area that's 4 by 4 The fact that Rebbe says if it lands on top of a pole, even if the pole is a very thin pole, it's still going to be liable for throwing something from the public domain and having a hanacha, a landing on a place that is a private domain, even though it's less than 4 by 4 Why is Rebbe saying that? It must be holes like Rebbe that you do not require 4 by 4 for the landing. You only require 4 by 4 perhaps for the liftoff. Um, Rabbi Avaya says it's not a proof that the Rechizda has to say like Rebbe. Why not? Because if you're talking about the private domain, everybody agrees, all the Tanayim agree that in the private domain it does not require an area of 4 by 4 to be considered a significant landing. It's only when it's in the public domain that there's a machlekes. And what's the case? What happened the machlekes Rebbe and the Chacham is like this. You have a tree which is standing in the private domain and its branches are sticking out into the public domain. The branches are less than four by four. Vizarak, you throw something from the public domain, and it lands on the branches of the tree, which currently are in the public domain. And the question is, do we say, the Rebbe Sava, Rebbe says, Rebbe says, we look at the branches of the tree as if they are battle, as if they are nullified to the actual tree. And the actual tree is where? In the private domain. So even though I'm in the public domain and I throw an item and it lands on the branches of a tree, that the branches are in located in the public domain, but halacha would state that the branches are looked at as being part of the private domain mean which will be a problem. We don't look at the branches as if they go after the actual tree. And therefore, even though you threw it from the public domain to the branches of a tree that are currently located in the public domain, but the tree itself is in the private domain, the Chachamim would say you are exempt from bringing a carbon because we look at it as if it landed on the branches which are in the public domain. So this is not really relevant to the question of when it comes to placing the item down in the private domain, what sort of private domain does it have to be in? Does it have in the private domain? Does it actually have to be four by four? Does it have to be in a significant place that it's landing? And the answer is, it does not need to be in a significant place where it lands in the private domain. It could just be on any place at all, and that would still be sufficient to be called a landing for the purposes of violation of the Torah prohibition of carrying an item and placing it down after carrying it in the other domain. Good night.